Timothy chapter 5 verse 18, we'll read from the Passion Translation. You remain standing for the reading of the word. And then we'll also read Hebrews chapter 10, the supporting text, and in verse 35 from the King James Version. In 1 Timothy 5 verse 18, the Bible says, For the scripture have taught us, Do not muzzle an ox or forbid it to eat while it grinds the what? The grain. And also, it is important to note that the one who labors is deserving of his what? Wages. Do we have people who labor in this room this morning? Anyone who labors is deserving of his wages. Do you have people who are still believing this place this morning? For anyone who still believes you are deserving of your wages. In Hebrews 10 verse 35, the Bible went ahead and said, You may be worthy of your labor, but sometimes there may be a delay or a waiting or you're not seeing the response. The Bible says, cast not away therefore your what? Your confidence, which has what? A great recompense of reward. Anyone who labors is deserving of a reward. Cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. On Wednesday, Pastor Yomi started this fire when he started with a topic and uh, with a topic reward. And this morning, we're taking it further. And by the message of the Lord, I'll be speaking on the subject that is entitled "Great Recompense of Reward." Praise the name of the Lord. As you bow your heads in prayer, Father Lord in heaven, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak this morning. We pray that you minister grace to our hearts. Thank you because you always hear us when we pray. And this morning will not be an exception. And the saints of the living God say, Amen. 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 You may have your seat. The great recompense of reward. Now, whilst the senior pastor was praying this morning for us to have an encounter, one of the things that came to my mind is we are already in a generation where the children are already asking questions about the God we serve. They want results because they've seen results elsewhere. You watch all over social media, you see what young people are doing just to make a breakthrough. And that is why you hear people say, cut soap for me, cut soap for me. It's not ordinary soap in most cases. Because they are saying if this man is prospering in this angle, whatever he's doing, maybe he should share out of it. Pastor don't know what cut soap is. Praise the Lord. Cut soap for me, cut soap for me. I don't know how to explain it to him. Sir? I should explain. While I was helping him out and they are beating him. Praise the Lord. While they try to help Pastor to understand, Pastor is beating him. And you are telling me to explain to him. I won't explain, not this time. So we're in a generation where children are asking us, what is the result of the God that you serve? Because they go to boarding school, they go to school, and they come back and they see results elsewhere. 
And that's why I'm so appreciative of the prayer this morning. Until we begin to have encounters like Peter had, we may not have any result to show. At some point, if we don't have encounters that really show them the result and the reward that God gives to us, what they will learn about this God will at the end be like a storybook or a fairy tale. Oh, there was a God that healed the sick, but they cannot see you. Pray for them and they get healed. Oh, there was a God that provided for me, they, they, but you have not shown them. Even your lack will cover everything. Oh, there was a God that healed and gave, gave sight to the blind. You have not taken them anywhere they can have such an experience. And so they see you as making it in life because of the works of your hands. You are successful, they know that. If they are sick, they know what to do. They go to where? My mother will take me to where? To the hospital. There is no encounter that you have taken them to. Or neither have we had an encounter that reminds us that there is a reward for everything that we do before God. And that's why I was particularly happy when Pastor Yomi started about the concept of reward. Because we're tired at some point. You may be tired at some point asking yourself, will God really come true for me for what I've done? I was going to the restroom, a young girl was crying and her mother was there. And she was having running stomach. And then they were asking questions. And the only thing I could do was, if I, if I can pray with her, let me pray with her. Just for, for a moment, imagine we pray together with that child. And ten minutes later, the, the, the ache stops. What do you think she will think about the God? She will know there is results about serving or knowing God. But for a long time, we've introduced ourselves, our children, our lives to the very fact that everything has to be systematic. And the word of the Lord was prophetic on this altar when pastor came and said, they were, we are getting into the year where everything, every equation will be what will not make sense. So we've acted, we've equated, we've calculated everything. Now we're saying, if by end of June I should have done this, I should have gotten that. But God confounds the wise. And that is why encounters are very important. Even personally, whatever you do, try to have a moment of prayer and a moment to speak with God concerning a matter. For every matter that God comes to your rescue, it only revitalizes your faith to get something else. So when we speak about reward, we are not speaking about just faith. We are speaking about everything that comes with faith that gives you an experience, an encounter that God is still in the business of hearing prayer. Do you have a witness in this morning? And so when Pastor Yomi started Hebrews 11 verse 6, he read us a scripture on Wednesday. So you are privileged to be here this morning because what we are doing, we are expounding what we had on Wednesday. I'm going to take some some notes from what we got on Wednesday. In Hebrews 11 verse 6 he read to us. He said, Hebrews 11 verse 6. He says, for he is the rewarder. He says, but without what? Faith. It is impossible to place him. For he, for he who comes to God must first what? Believe that God exists. And that he's what? Rewarder of them that diligently does anyone want God to give him a reward in this place? The answer is yes. When you wake up in the morning to go to work and come back, do you tell your employer, don't pay me for this month, I want to work for free? Do we have such person? After working for your client, do you tell them, don't pay me, just I'm doing it for free for the work of the Lord. When I get to heaven, my reward is in heaven. 
Do we do that? And sometimes we think God will give us reward based on what he thinks. No, this morning you are going to learn that you can know what you are worthy of collecting and demand God to give it to you as that when due. For a long time we've been, we've been thinking maybe God will bless, I let God bless me when he wants to. No, 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 no. There are times where you can tie him and petition God concerning something. The lawyers will call it petition, which means you show him proof of why he should do a thing. You can't do that without a head knowledge about what God or who God is. And that is why when Pastor Yomi was speaking, he was passionate about it. That we need to understand the place of reward. It may come in the place of blessing. It may come in the place of breakthrough. Whatever it is, you have the right to collect that reward because you are in Christ. It's not a privilege. Your employers are doing you no good. They are not doing you any privilege paying your salary. They are paying you for what you have put in. So you can choose not to thank them because you have put it already. And so the same thing with God. God is not doing you a favor. He's only doing what he said that he will do. Praise the Lord. I love one scripture, Pastor Yomi read some time. Ephesians 1 verse 18. I have a colleague at work. I'm going to share his experience. But Ephesians 1 18 says that the eyes of what? Your understanding. Do you think he's talking about his eyes? He said there are, there are some people have eyes that cannot see. He said that the eyes of our understanding being what? Enlightened that you may know what is the what? Hope of his calling. And what are the what? What are the what? Is it the poverty of his glory? He said the lack of his glory. There are riches in this kingdom. He said that you may see what those riches is. And he says the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in who? Who are the saints? In this church, there are believers that are cashing out from God. The things you are asking are saying, God, please, jaw, 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 jaw. They are saying, God, give me now or now and now. They are cashing out big time. There are some Jacob in this place that are holding God to the, to, 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 to the garment and saying, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. It requires the eyes of understanding being what? And like, what you don't know, you cannot get. What you do not know, you cannot what? Have. The great recompense of reward. You can walk in a place for many years and you don't know what you're entitled to. Do you know that that happens? Do we have employees here? You can be in an organization for many years and you don't know what you're entitled to. I have a colleague at work. We call him 1011 Spanner. If you call him in the morning, he will answer. If you call him at night, he will answer. If you call him in the weekend, he will come. You will call him any day, he will come. He put the work above his life. So they call him every time to do what? Only to work. When he says he's not feeling well, they will just give him two days, go and rest and do what? Come back. For many years, he did not even know his entitled to some medical privileges. So if he's sick, he will go and spend his own what? His own money. He never knew. So he's praying for reward, but the reward is there. What you don't know as far as the kingdom is concerned, you may not be able to what? To get it. So important number one to know that you have, you can have a demand on your own wages. You can have a what? Demand on your own wages. If you're in Jesus Academy, they will teach you the types of prayer. One of the ones I love is a prayer of what? Petition. You petition God for what he has not done. You tell God, this is what you said and the time is now. Unless you know it, you can't pray such prayers. 
And that is why the Bible says concerning the prodigal son. The Bible says, and the man went to ask his father. He says, give me that which belongs to what? To me. It's my inheritance in you. The same way we have inheritance in Christ and we can command it at any point in time. You know, when Pastor Steve says something, there's something he says repeatedly when he talks about his covenant of health in Christ. And he'll tell you something like he has not been to the hospital because he discovered that he has that covenant in Christ. It's a head knowledge of what he has and what he knows about Christ. Until we get to that point, we may not be able to command that reward that is due us. And by the message of the Lord, we'll cross that bridge in the name of Jesus. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 26, this is from what pastor taught us on Wednesday as well. The Bible said something concerning David and Goliath. He said, and Goliath came and defiled the children of Israel for many days. And when David came, he said something. He said, then David spoke to the men that stood there saying, what shall be what? What shall be what? Is it free of charge? So when you come to work for God, is it free of charge? If the work for God, God also requires, he says, for if you work for me, that the laborer is deserving of his what? Wages. And you see, sometimes we don't even ask. Many of us don't know Pastor Bancoli, but there's a message he preached on the island church way back then. I still have it at the back of my mind. He says, as Christians, we are so pushed to the knowledge to think that when the time comes, we will collect it. It says not, not so many Christians will go to their employer and say, please, this is deserving of me. We are so timid as Christians. He says we need to come to the point we ask both men and God what belongs to you. It is not negotiable. It's mine. I'm asking, of, I'm asking about it. And you go back to God and say, this thing I'm asking this man, cause his heart to give me. We need to be demanding as Christians sometimes. If you need the reward, you must demand for the reward. And the Bible says, and David said, what is in need for whoever will kill Goliath? Is it free of charge? So that is what Ephesians was saying, that the eyes of our understanding, being what? Enlightened. What you don't know, you can't even dare ask God. And God wouldn't sometimes give us when you don't ask him. What is in need for whoever will kill Goliath? And in verse 25, I want to believe. In verse 25, they told him what will be given to any man who killed Goliath. They said they will give him plenty of riches and even one of Saul's daughter to marry. And he said, hey, if that is indeed there, then I will go for it. Something must be involved. Christianity is not free of charge. God wants to reward our labor. But we don't even know there is a reward waiting. And so we are doing, I'm just doing it for God. For, just for God. Ah, you were in church last week. I'm not doing it for God, just for God. And God is saying, you are finished. Come and collect your reward. You don't even know that there is a reward. I will demand of God what is tied to my labor because I have a head knowledge by the reason of the Holy Spirit. Luke 18 verse 28. Now, if you are not so sure, listen to what Jesus said. A man called Peter after serving Jesus for a long time said, you are going and you are telling us to follow you. Anything you say, you say, follow me. Jesus, Peter demanded and said, and then Peter said, he said, see, we have left how many? How many? He said, we have left all and done what? And done what? If you leave your family work now or whatever you are doing, I say you are going to do God's work. What will your family eat? 
you must ask that God, if I leave my family, my business, what will I want? Eat. Peter asked. And the next verse, verse 29, Jesus was very deliberate to tell him the answer. He says, so, he said, assuredly, turn to someone and say, assuredly. assuredly. Not assure, assuredly. <laughs> say, assuredly. assuredly. English class, amen. He says, assuredly, if you can't pronounce assuredly, say certainly. It's still the same thing, amen. He said, assuredly, I say to you, there is how many people? No one. That has left a house, that have left a parents, that have left a brother, a wife, a child. There is no one here that will leave a business and care for my business. There is no one here that will leave his own finance and care for my finance. Jesus says, if you do it for God's sake, next verse. He says, for anyone who do this, he says, whoever does it shall receive how many times? Is that a reward or not? He says he will receive many times. In which life? Is it the life to come? When I get to heaven, God will reward me. No, 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 sorry, no. My own is where? Here and where and there. He says, in this present time and in which in the age to come eternal life. I, I'm not doing it to God have not blessed me, but it's okay. I'll wait until I get to heaven. You don't have the knowledge that the reward is here and where and there. Who said this? Me or Christ? Jesus said, what he's saying is if you walk to some point, come and ask me, where is my reward? Demand for it. You must know what you are demanding for. If you're working in an organization and they say your medicals is 50,000, if you don't ask for it, would they give you they wouldn't give you. As Christians, the same way, if you don't know what you are entitled to, you may not have it in Christ. You have it in Christ, but you may not receive it. Pastor said something on Wednesday. He said, there's a distance, there's a difference between when God gives a reward and when it gets to your hand. If you are not aware, ask a man called Daniel. The moment he prayed, the Bible says, and the prayer was answered. But from the time he got the answer to the time he received it, were there no adversaries? There were adversaries until you know that such thing can happen. You may not demand to collect it. And that is why God is coming up with Warfare Wednesday, where we will know what we should have and we will demand for it in the place of prayer because it is our reward and God must give, wherever it's hanging, God will give it to us in the name of Jesus. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible talks about a man who has served and is dedicated to God. It's not in heaven, it's not, sorry, not in heaven that the reward is. The Bible says, blessed is that man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand what? Stand in the path of sinners, nor what? Sit in the seat of counsel. Verse 2, he says the same man, verse 2. He says, but his delight is in the word, the law of the Lord, and in that law he meditates day and night. Does that describe you somehow? Does that describe you somehow? Now, verse 3, he didn't just say, you serve me. He says, when you serve me, there is a reward. Verse 3, if you don't know this one, you won't pray for it. You only pray, God help me to serve you. No, verse 3, you must pray this prayer. He says, and it shall be like a tree that is planted where? By the rivers and brings forth what? Fruit. If my fruit is not coming, I'll go and ask the man. You told me to serve you. Show me some fruit in my finance. Show me some fruit in my labor. Show me some fruit in my relationship because you said it will be so. 
there must be a reward. If you don't know, you can't tap into it. And it says that brings forth his fruit in what? In what? In rainy season, if there's a fruit you should bear, you what? Bear it. If in dry season, if there's a fruit you bear, you what? Bear it. He says, whose leaves shall not what? Wither. The moment I'm, fine, I'm experiencing some witherness in my, in, my, in my health, then I'll go to God and say, uh-uh, no, this is not what you promised me, verse 3. You said my health will not wither. And that is why you see people like Pastor Steve say, I cannot beg God to be healed. I cannot tell my, when the moment he says I'm feeling sick, no, I can't be sick. This is not what you said. I was in evangelism yesterday, sowing seed for you. Do you I can't come back home and be complaining of running stomach. If you don't know it, you can't get it. And he said, whatsoever he does shall, if I don't prosper now, I will go back to him. Ah, I made a business deal. It has not jive. Baba, Baba, it has not jive. Pastor, do you know jive? You don't know jive. J-I-V-E. So please take notes. Cut soap, dive. Somebody should explain to Pastor after church. He says, and whatsoever he does shall is that reward or not? If you don't prosper, won't you go back to the man that sent you a message? Baba, I'm not prospering. I need my prosper or prosperity, whichever one you want. And whatsoever you do shall jive. Somebody say jive. Amen. So this is important. That is why I like the scripture that says that the eyes of our unders... Is somebody being enlightened this morning? There are some, there are some prayers. Let's celebrate the Lord. Let's celebrate the Lord. And when we have this understanding, what it does, it informs how we pray. It's not all prayer. You say, God, jaw, 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 jaw for what? Jaw, kini. It's not jaw. You ask him, please give me what belongs to me. Have you seen children the way they act? The children of these days, the liver they have. If I combine all my liver that I used to relate with my father, the, my, last, my last daughter, all the liver she, I had all my life with my father, she has it in the space of five years. She will come to you, ask as if she, she was one that worked for it. Yesterday, they were watching a movie and she wasn't interested. She got bored. So we gave her, I picked up an old phone that I wasn't using. I gave to her to be playing games. And she, she went to everybody and said, from today, this is my phone. Inheritance. That is the child that knows his inheritance in the father. He said, this is my phone. In fact, the younger, the older ones were now begging her, let me use more. Praise the Lord. And so we are here. No one has even demanded an axe. Demanding is allowed in the kingdom of God. And when you know what you should get, you will ask him. Turn to someone and say, demanding is allowed in God's kingdom. Demand it. Not beg. You know when you demand, please, can I have that money I kept with you. That's demanding. And when we have that knowledge, we begin to prosper in the reward. Luke 15 verse 31. A young man, the prodigal son, the elder brother, stayed at home for many years. He never knew what he had 
can enjoy as his inheritance in his father. The younger one came and the father threw a banquet for him. And he began to frank face. Is it frank or frown? It's the same thing. Praise the Lord. So if you're on the mainland, it's frank face. If you're coming from the island, it's frown face. Praise the Lord. So appealing to all Grace Assembly, the island church and the world's mainland church. So he began to frown his face and the father said, what is it? The Bible says in Luke 15 verse 31, he says, I've been here all this while. You have not even given me a goat to do even ordinary goat pepper soup. And he began to frown his face the same way we are angry with God. I have served you, I've dedicated, I've been straight in all I've done. In all my doings, I have not done what you asked me not to do. And you are blessing the new convert of yesterday. And you have not even looked at my face. I am going through health issues. You have not come through for me. And the Bible says, and the father says, and he said to him, Son, you are always with me and all that I have is whose? All I have is whose? Does he have to say, please give me? It is all. If you don't have that in knowledge in Christ, you may not be able to get the reward. There is a great recompense in reward, but requires the knowledge of God. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. I'll share his quick experience. Many years back, I think I shared this testimony in church. A friend of mine called me out of the blues. We grew up together. There were three of us, same second, secondary school clothes. We grew up with my neighbor. And he said, there's a business deal we can do in less than two weeks. And it's genuine. And then he walked in the bank and he told me about it. He says, we just need to raise a fund, seize the opportunity. We get the profits and we spill back the money. And they said to me, do you have an account in XYZ Bank? He said, yes. Okay, we need to open an account, but since you have one, let's activate it. He was working in the same place. We activated the accounts. We raised the funds. We did the business. Very short and sweet money. I paid my tithe. Don't forget. And then by the time we're done, we split, we split the, the profits and everybody went home smiling. We returned the money that we loaned, which was in my name, and we returned it to the person, pay it, and then regularize in your bank. And after one and a half years, I got a note from a, a loan recovery, what they call them? Loan recovery organization that I was owing so, 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 and so money. I said, ah, which money? <laughs> so these banks can also do mistake. Money that we have paid over one year ago. And then the man came, and then we called this young man who was the custodian, and then he said, he was started giving us story. To cut the long story short, he never paid back that money, and the three of us that were involved had to pay back the money. He was already distancing himself, leaving two people to hold a debt that they had to pay with their sweat to get. And so we started making phone calls, begging people, calling him, and he switched over. He said he has moved over. He has left XYZ Bank. He's now in Lagbaja Consolidated Bank, and now nothing can happen. And I was so angry with him. This is a friend we grew up together. And at some point, where we started finding solution at some point, we found none. And the only thing we could do was to quickly raise a good number of it, go to the bank, and tell them, just manage this one while we'll mop up the remaining one. 
And then I remembered at some point, I was standing close to my window. The Holy Spirit said, you are finding solution you have not even asked me for once. And sometimes that is the disposition we do. You go through a lot. The last thing we remember is to ask him, how can I go through this? The Bible says you receive not because you ask not. There's a reward waiting. Only you need to do is to ask for it because it is for you to collect. It is your own possession. And I look at the window and I said, and I prayed looking at the sky. I said, Lord, I have been faithful concerning all that you have sent me. Is that a prayer of begging or petition? I petition, I said, you can't leave me stranded in this one. However you do it, I don't know. There's no solution. But because I have been faithful concerning your finance, you must be faithful concerning this one. Brethren, it didn't take one hour. Just one phone call from somebody else. The guy that was owing kept calling and begging back to pay. Did he pay? He paid all in full. If I never knew what was my reward or my possession, I would never have asked. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Does anybody require reward from God? First you must ask and know what is your inheritance or what you should have. Don't ask. The Bible says for you are royal priesthood. One of the mistakes I do, which you do, is that you are a king or a prince and you are acting like a pauper. We are God. If you can just give me how much? Eh, just 10,000 10, is okay. Our people are cashing out, asking for 10 million, 100 million, 50 billion. And we are here in the same glory of the Lord. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number two thing we learned on Wednesday. Number two was a very powerful one. Pastor read, um, you were asking who raised, who gave that point about the fish. It was an awesome, it was an awesome contribution from Brother Awesome. Praise the Lord. So just to remind you, it wasn't me. I don't take, it was Brother Awesome that said it. In Luke 5 verse 4, instruction is very key. Talk to someone, say instruction is needed. Instruction is needed to follow God's instruction. And this was one of the inputs awesome brought and also Pastor Steve. In Luke 5 verse 4, which pastor have started, so I'm not going to dwell on this. Peter was fishing and the Bible says and he, he did all he could do. I'm not going to dwell on it because pastor have laid the foundation. And for all he did, for all his experiences, for all he had, did they catch any fish? No fish. Have you dug wells and get tired before? Have you done something and you get so tired? And you get so tired and you're even giving up on it. And when God will ask you to do something, you will expect him to tell you to do something different. Or maybe God will say, ah, since you didn't catch fish, collect my own fish. No. God gives instruction based on what he wants you to do. And sometimes when we go through those instructions, they are only teaching us some other parts of life. And the Bible says, and Jesus said to him, go back and do what? And what? Go back and what? And fish again. There are some instructions that may seem painful. You have loved your partner in this relationship, but it's not working. If God will come through for you and telling you, keep loving your partner. How easy is that? Anybody? You are asking God for some financial help and God is telling you, go and sort out my own financial help. Have you experienced? Is that easy? There is a reward you are this close to. All you need to do is to obey the instruction that seems difficult, but is a doorway to whatever you need to receive. First Kings chapter 17 verse 12. The Bible says, and Elijah went to the woman. And the woman said, I have 
I have nothing. So she said, as the Lord God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in the jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son. That after we eat, we may die. Next verse. But listen to the instruction that God gave him, gave her. And Elijah, the prophet says, do not fear. Go and do as I have told you. What did Elijah say? You have little, but give me my own first. And make a small cake for me first and bring it. And afterwards you can make for your son. But as long as the Lord lives, the jar of oil will not run dry. If you obey this single instruction that God has given, the cruise of oil shall not run dry. Because we are so close to what God is about to do. Let me give you an experience about that. It's very, very important. Now, there was a time where the church needed something. And we, we, we dedicated ourselves to do it. And, and what pastor did not know that even my own problem then was bigger than what was on ground. I needed to raise a good number of funds for something. But the Lord had need in the church. And not so many times those needs will coincide. But this time they coincided. So I was saying to myself, if I can mop up funds here, I will cut small soap for God so that he can use his own pastor is getting it small small by their smile you shall know them praise the lord so i was trying to say let me mop up some funds when i have it then this thing that god wants to do i can now help god and then before i knew it the time frame that church needed to get the thing ready was even closer than i had to that i knew and then there was a demand on me and one of the things i've learned as far as giving is concerned i'd rather not give than give with a grudging heart. The Bible says the Lord loveth a what? A cheerful giver. Did I have to give? Yes. But was it enough for me, for the church and my life? Maybe not. And I remember at some point I was asking God, what do I do? What I need to do? The time frame is getting shorter. If I don't do it in this time and I take this money and do this one, it's going to impact on what I need to do. And the only thing that I heard, you know, sometimes you go to God to complain about, maybe he will change his mind. You are not the only one. Even Jesus did it. If it's possible, let this cup pass over me. Did the cup pass over? No, my will shall be done. And immediately God said to me, the only word I heard was, God loveth a cheerful giver. What does that mean? Forget about yours. I said, it's like you did not hear what I said. I said, my own time frame, if I don't get this done, well, I go day. The next thing I hear was, God loveth a cheerful giver. So the more you struggle, the instruction you hear from God may not really make sense. Because God doesn't work in a sensible manner in the eyes of man. He says he confounds the wise. He used the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And immediately I started praying and thanking God. God loveth a cheerful giver. I did what God should told me to do and I moved on. You won't believe. I've, I've always believed God can come through. But the way God came through for this one. Not exactly what I needed. The money I needed I never expected at some point. 
The money came in two folds. And not only did they come in two folds, they came in a fold that was more than what I needed to do. That night I ate pepper soup, praise the Lord. Because there's some money you you will see, you will tell your wife, just do pepper soup. Ah, pepper soup. Eh, just do for is it for only you know for everybody? Ah, what is happening? Ah, no, nothing. <laughs> just do pepper soup. Ah. You know, there's a way the woman will look at you. If this one have money for pepper soup in this time that is complaining, then something must be going on. Just do pepper soup. In fact, the second one that came was so big, I, I couldn't hold it to myself. I had to tell her the blessings that the Lord has done. Instruction can be the opening door to whatever reward you are about to get. The name of the Lord be praised in Jesus' name. Is somebody being blessed this morning? Number three, we learned again that there are opportunities for your reward. Opportunities for your reward. Pastor preached a sermon, I think two weeks or two or two Sundays ago, the blessings of knowing, the blessing of knowing, the problem sometimes is not that the reward is not there. The problem sometimes is knowing what to do at that point. Pastor Yomi shared something. He said, there is someone you will meet, just a phone call, your needs will be met. How many phone calls? Do you know how many phone calls you've met calling people? Joe, Joe, please help me. Call so help calling people. But there's only one call that the Lord can direct us to. Only one encounter. He talked about the story of how a woman had share certificate lying fallow for a long time. If you don't know what to do with what you have, we may miss out of so many opportunities. Praise the Lord. And pastor said there's a blessing between, there's, there's something you need to do between when God releases the reward to when you receive it. The children of Issachar, the Bible says, and the Lord blessed them, that they know what Israel ought to do part time. So if there's famine, they know what Israel should do. If there's plenty, they know what Israel should do. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 9. Let's just look at that as we begin to wrap up. Now this was a story of the Shunammite woman. Doors can be opened when a demand is placed on you. The Holy Spirit just needs to speak to you first. A woman called the Shumanite woman, the Bible says, and every day, so not every day, often as it will, the prophet will pass through her town. When the prophet is tired, she will say, prophet, come to my house. The prophet will go into her house and the woman will serve the prophet food. And if she noticed that this prophet was always transiting with, between this town. And he said to her husband, this prophet that is always coming to our house. And then we are begging him to eat and then he's just managing in one small place. Why don't we build a house for him? Because there's a need that he has. Sometimes the opening to a door may not be what you have to get, but what you have to give to somebody else. <laughs> so I don't have peace in my home. So I'm praying for peace. But a brother comes to me and says, oh, my house is scattered. We don't have peace. I don't have enough peace to pray for your peace. Sometimes the prayer you need may not be to yourself, but to somebody else. The Bible says, and the moment Job began to bless his friends, the doors began to work open. You don't, what you don't have doesn't give you excuse not to help others. You can only go as far as you help others go sometimes. And the Bible says, and the woman said to the husband, let's build him a place. To her, she was just doing the normal thing. She had, not, she had a reward that she was waiting on God for. And it could have been easy to say, all these men of God, they just come eat in my house and then go. 
But the Bible says, and she built a house, a mini house for the prophet. Every time the prophet is passing, the prophet don't need to sleep in the guest room anymore. He now had a house for himself. And every time the prophet goes and he lies on the bed, now have a comfortable home. There's a way you spark God. God will rise up to speak concerning your situation. And the Bible says in verse 9, it says, please let us make a small upper room on the wall, on the wall. And let us put bed. What verse is that? Verse 9. And then, okay, verse 9. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God. Who passes by how many times? Regularly. Don't let him waste his money in hotel. Let's build him a place to stay. You want to build him, you don't have, you don't have your reward yet. Hey, let's just help him. In verse 10, the Bible says, please let us make a small room on the upper room and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be that whenever he comes to us, he can turn there and have a good place. There's not enough love to share because you don't have one. But if you can give more love to those who don't have, an open door may be be waiting for you. In verse 13, in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, the scripture says in Galatians 6 verse 9, he says, do not be what? Tired or weary in what? Well doing. He says, for in due season, if we faint not, we shall what? Reap if we do not lose hearts. And the story goes that one day the man of God was so blessed and touched. And he called his servant. He said, ah, for this woman that have continually blessed us. Is there anything that she needs? Is there a reward that is not yet given to her? That we may speak to the king concerning her. There are things you do in the, heart, in the house of God that it will provoke the man of God to say, is there a thing that this one needs that I may speak to God concerning her? When we read stories like this, it looks like fairy tale, but there are happenings in the church. A testimony was shared here in the church how a woman was continually helping in decorating the house. And the senior pastor saw her and said, ah, you are busy decorating the church, but your life is not fully decorated in the eyes of men. What is it that you need? This time next year you shall hold a child. Did it happen or not? Is it Bible story? Real life. If you are not weary, the door to your reward may be in continual doing good to what you are doing. The Bible says, and the prophet said, uh, let me go and ask her. And they asked the woman, I said, no, don't worry, I'm okay. And the spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet and said, this woman have no child. Pray for her. And the Bible says, and the prophet like I spoke concerning her, behold the good that you have done, because you are not weary in good doing, this time next year, the reward of a child shall be in your hands. And it happened according to the word of the Lord. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Now it's very important that God has reward and meet our needs. But we also need to have a demand on what God needs to do. I remember a story my father was sharing when he was a depot manager in way back then. And then before then, if you had to get fuel, not these days that I have so many tankers and all the rest. They didn't have so many. So if you have to have a fuel in your filling station, you have to have this long queue because there were lack of tankers. And then he resumed office the first time, not knowing that the system wasn't first come, first serve. It's who no man that gets it. 
So he resumed there. Then his family was just starting. And then he was having children everywhere. We had six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. You are complaining of two. This man had six. And for every time, we had never six plus two in that house. We had never eight. One in-law would just come out of nowhere. You know those days, there were no phone call. They would just come. They come to visit you. Or they would put back down. And then you can't chase them. For every time, we're always giving out our bed for someone. And so as his family was growing, he decided to have a bigger apartment. But for all he had, he couldn't afford. He wanted something smaller or something bigger from what he had. And so by the time he went there, he discovered that they were doing who no man, no man. So he said he, it wasn't right. So he decided to do first come, first serve. The Bible says, if you are not weary in well-doing, don't faint. You may be doing the right thing. The reward doesn't seem to come. The Bible says just keep at it because in a very short while, if we're not weary, the results will come and the reward will come. And the story went ahead that at some point he was so lacking for a house to stay. And then one of the news got to the man that owned one of the filling stations that uh, the man that have been helping us now have need of where to put his head. He doesn't have where to stay. So they went to him. They said, oh, we have a house. It's a three-bedroom flat. Can you afford it? They said, me, I can't afford three-bedroom flat. He couldn't afford it then. In fact, if you see the bedroom flat, the, the parlor was so big, you can play to a side there. Praise the Lord. And so he kept doing what he needed to do. And then the man, the man that he was faithful to had built a six blocks of flat, brand new, cha-cha tear rubber. And he said, who is he that is helping you? Call him. I have an apartment for him. They say he cannot afford it. He said, I'm not telling him to pay. I'm telling him to get, bring his family and stay there for a while. Nobody chased him out of that apartment when he was done and he moved to his house. And he never paid full rent that was collected. He only paid a fraction of whatever you were collecting. If you are not weary in well-doing, the Lord truly will come out to you. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Number four, finally, we need faith and patience. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, remember the Bible says, For he is the rewarder of them that diligently... Does anyone in this room need a reward from God? He says, For he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But faith... But it's impossible to have faith. But without faith, rather, it is impossible to please him. For he, is, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 10 verse 35 then tells us something very profound. Don't cast away your confidence because it has what? A great recompense of reward. Whatever you have heard here have given you a renewed confidence to do more than what you knew before. Never throw it away. He says, which have a great recompense of reward. The next verse, verse 36. Verse 36 then tells us, for you have need of what? Endurance. Tell your neighbor, Farabale. Is that not endurance? He said, you need to cool down a little. The Bible says that sometimes we think only faith is what we require to get the reward. But there's a scripture that says, for you have need of faith. But to your faith, add knowledge. To your faith, add endurance. To your faith, add patience. 
If you have faith enough and it's not coming, doesn't mean it's not going to come. We've had Christians say, I fated it, but it not come. Mean God failed me. You need to add knowledge to that faith. Sometimes we're fating it, but we have no knowledge about what God wants to do. You have to add patience to that faith. And the Bible says, if we faint not, for he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The Bible says that you may have faith, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done what? Have you not done God's will? Have you not done enough to demand from God? But sometimes it may be faith that you need. He says, after you have done the, that you may receive the reward, the promise, or whatever we are looking for. God is in the business of giving and dishing out his reward. And that will start from you and I in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not going to dwell on the last point. It's what we're going to dwell when we come for worship Wednesday. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. Warfare when is a part of it. First Corinthians 16 verse 9. The Bible says, For a great and what? Effectual door have been what? So, has God sent your reward? Yes. He says, but as much as he has answered my prayer, there are many, what? Few adversaries. Adversaries from the in-law. Adversaries from your colleagues. Adversary all round, contending for that word, reward. We've had a testimony here where a sister was sharing a testimony who was worthy to be promoted, but people were saying, this promotion, you will never get it. It's happening if it's not happening in your career, it's happening in your marriage, it's happening in every sphere of our lives. There is a great and effectual door has been opened to me, but there are many adversaries. I personally want to learn how to overcome this adversary. And that is why we are welcoming you and inviting you for Warfare Wednesday that is entitled, what's the title again? Contend for your reward. If the enemy have taken it, we will do what? Contend for our reward. May Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise for his word this morning. Come on, celebrate the word of the Lord. Celebrate the word of the Lord. Celebrate the word of the Lord. Why don't you rise to your feet as we say a word of prayer? I don't know what, which of these 